In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that God never changes His opinion about you, that He loves you, and He'll never change that opinion? Receiving it is what makes us different, that I am loved by God, that Jesus loves me, that He went to the cross for me, he was buried for me. He rose from the dead for me. For you too. Oh yes, for you too. You might be in the depths of darkness today, but the Lord says, I am the light, and I will bring you out of the depths of darkness into the light of God. It's so important that we allow God to love us we give him permission to love us, whether we feel it or not. He said, I will be with you always, even unto the end of time. This is God speaking to us through Jesus Christ, who is the second person in the Blessed Trinity. I'm reading from Second Samuel chapter 7. Now, when the king was settled in his house, oh, he had a beautiful house, a house of cedar. It was a beautiful house, and the smell of cedar could be received. Oh, yes. And the Lord has given him rest from his enemies around him. The king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. I think there was a little guilt there. I'm living in a beautiful house, and God's living under a tent. Let me tell you this. You don't make major decisions when you feel guilty. You don't make decisions when you feel guilty. It'll lead you the wrong way. You make decisions, not when you're high or low, but when you're in the middle. That's when you make decisions. If you're low, you're going to be wrong. If you're high, you're going to be wrong. We make decisions in the middle. Nathan said to the king, Go do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. So Nathan gives him permission. But you see, God's not going to give him permission. But that same night, the word of the Lord to Nathan, Go tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from the land of Egypt unto this day. 
that I have been moving about in a tent and in a tabernacle. In other words, I don't want you to build me a house. You know why? Because David's hands was filled with blood. He was a man of blood, killed so many people. Don't do me any favors, David. I don't want you to build me a house. But wait till you see what he's going to say. Wherever I have moved about among the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house, a house of cedar? Now therefore thus, now therefore thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture. That's right. He was a shepherd. I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be a prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went. God's presence was with David. God's presence is with you. Oh, yes. Wait till you see what God's going to say to David. I have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make for you a great name, like the name of many great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and not be disturbed any more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over the people Israel, I will give you rest from your enemies. Imagine. I'm going to give you rest from your enemies, David. I love you, David. You're not going to build me a house. Wait till you see what happens. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. He's going to make a house for David, a lineage, a dynasty that flows from him. Jesus is of the house of David, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, and you shall come forth, they shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, that's Solomon. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to Solomon, and a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with the rod, such as mortals use, with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take my hesed, my steadfast love, from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made secure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with these words, 
and with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. Do you see why you need a prophet? To hear the word of God? To speak to the king? Do you see that royalty is not enough? You need a prophet? Do you see that priests are not enough? You need a prophet to speak to the priests? Oh, yes. We are in need of prophetic people. They must love the church, but they must speak prophetically. And you know what? They will be hated for it. We kill our prophets. We don't want to hear them because they tell us to change our hearts. We kill our prophets. We don't want to hear them because they tell us to change our lives. Why do I need a prophet? Yes, you need a prophet to speak the word of God to you if you're not listening to him. I remember many years ago, a Salesian priest said to me, you're kicking against the goad. The Lord's calling you to be a priest. He was a prophet. And he spoke to me. And I still didn't do it. And then I was asked to give a talk at a communion breakfast for men. There was a blind man. And I drove him home. And the blind man said to me, God is calling you to be a priest. And you're saying no. I know it because God called me to be a priest. And I said no. Go to the seminary and make an application. It was a prophet. It's a prophet. I did eventually go to the seminary and make an application. People said, did you like the seminary? I thought it was great for me. It gave me five years of rest, though I did ministry to the seminarians, to people at the cynical. But I had rest from all my all my things that I was doing. And I was doing too much as a lay person. So I remember a, a bishop coming to me, and he said to me, you're going to be a good priest, but you have to learn to say no. He was a prophet, as well as a bishop. You have to learn to say no when people ask you to do things, because you're going to have much to do. You've got to learn to say no. I'm telling you, I still need the prophet. I still need the prophet. Many times I have been prophetic and told people what God has said. I remember praying for a woman, and I didn't know the woman from Eve. And I said, oh, Lord, heal her broken heart. Heal her broken heart. Heal her broken heart. I didn't know the woman. The next week she came in and said, thank you for praying for me. I said, what did I pray? Heal my broken heart. And the Lord did. I was prophetic that day. Not a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I'm a priest who is prophetic by the grace of God. And you know what? People don't want to hear it. They want to be nice, nice. Oh, you people are so nice. You do so well. Listen, 
You may be good, but there's more in store for you in love. You may be great, but there's more in store for you in love. I'm reading from Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. That's the temple. How lovely is your temple, O Lord of armies, hosts, armies. No, my soul longs, indeed faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Sing for joy. Why? Because of the beautiful temple where the offering is made, the sacrifice is made. Even the sparrow finds a home and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of armies, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house ever singing your praise. We need to praise God every day. We need to say, thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're so good to us. I was talking with my friend Mark the other day. He said, the first time I heard you on the, phone, on the radio, I didn't know you, but I liked the way you were praising God. We praise you, Lord. We bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Praise you, Jesus, wonderful God. We need to praise God in English. And in other languages, praising God for he is worthy of our praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you. My strength comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Do you know what that means? The highways to Zion? The pilgrims were walking up the hill to go to Mount Zion, singing praises unto the king singing praises unto the king. As they go through a bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. How? By singing praises unto the king. The early rain covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. Look on the face of Jesus. He is the anointed one. That's what Christ means, the anointed one. Christ also means Messiah, the anointed one. Look on the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to live in the tents of the wicked. Imagine, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. That's Obed-Edom. I told you last time, he was hooked 
on the presence of God. He became the doorkeeper in the temple, one of the doorkeepers. Oh yes, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God rather than to live in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. Favor and honor he bestows. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is the person who trusts in the Lord himself. Oh yes, happy is the man, the woman, who finds their trust in the Lord himself. You see, every sin is based upon having no faith. When we have no faith, we sin. No matter what the sin is, it's a lack of faith. That's what the Bible teaches. Did you know that today? That the Bible teaches that when you sin, you have no faith. How we need faith to live in the commands of the Lord. How we need faith to dwell in the house of the Lord. How we need faith to live for Jesus. Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Do you know that the Lord has heard your voice and he's heard your supplications, what you ask of him? The psalmist says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. You see, I've been asking and asking and still it hasn't come. It will. It will. Thank him for it. How can I thank him? I didn't get it yet. Thank him for it. You'll get it. My friend called me up to pray with him that he sells his house. And my prayer was, Lord, send someone who loves this house and says, this is my home. That's how I sell houses, that people would come and feel that this is my home and I want it, rather than, Lord, help him sell his house. No, think of other people. That's what it's about. So Psalm 119, I delight in the way of your decrees as much as in all riches, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Do you know the ways of God are far above your ways? The ways of God are far above my ways. As far as the heaven is from the earth, so far are the ways from my ways. So far are the ways from your ways. I will delight in the word of the Lord and I will not forget his statutes. Deal bountifully with your servant, yes, so that I may live and observe your word. Oh, yes. What about the word of God? You know, people make me laugh. They're finding all these letters of the mystics, and they don't read the word of God, many of them. Listen, I know that the word of God is inspired. I do not know that the mystics' words are inspired. A hundred percent, 
the Bible is inspired. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't read the mystics. I'm saying you should have the proper content. First, the Bible. Then you want to read the mystics. Read the mystics. I live as an alien in the land. Do not hide our commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing. Longing for what? Longing for God. Longing for the Word of God. For your Word at all times I long. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me their scorn and contempt, for I have kept your decrees. I've kept your word. It's all about the word. Do you love the word? I don't know the word. I wasn't brought up with it. You weren't brought up with a microwave either. You weren't brought up with a clicker for your tele television. We learned how to use it very quickly. You weren't brought up with a computer, but your phone is a small computer. That's no excuse. I wasn't raised with it. I don't read because I'm stubborn. At least that's true. That's true. I'm stubborn. That's who I am. Then the Lord can help me. Deliver me from my stubbornness. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your word. Your decrees are my delight. They are my counselors. Your word is my delight. It is my counselor. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me to your word. Again, it's all about the word, Psalm, Psalm 119. When I behold my ways, you answered me. Teach me your word. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Have you ever written down the wonders that God has done for you? The wonders I remember when I was lacking in faith and my mother's throat had been broken when we drove to Waltham. And I remember saying to the Lord, I'm far from you. You've got to give me a sign that you're still with me. Gave me a dream that night. Very interesting dream. I was on a wet rug. I was a wet rug. My friend Pat was a spark. And she was saying to me, Father Tom, Jesus loves you. I said, Pat, I'm a wet rug. You're only a spark. You can't light me on fire. She said, Jesus loves you. Then she said, I said, the devil is torturing me. She said, the devil can't get at Jesus Christ. And because he can't get at Jesus, he's getting at you. I woke up from my dream on my knees. I said, if my mother is never healed, I trust you.
we found the right doctors after that, and everything turned out. But I went through a time of dryness. I want to invite you to a school of the Holy Spirit from July 17th to the 23rd. You may find it daysofglory.org daysofglory.org You will find it there. What are we doing on this School of the Holy Spirit? Creating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move in power through praise and worship. Come and learn how to prophesy, how to heal the sick, how to set captives free. Come and learn. Where is it? At the Crown Plaza Hotel in Woburn. You're welcome to come. This is where Anthony's life was changed, at the School of the Holy Spirit. When he walked in, he knew something was here that he didn't know, and it was God's love and God's truth. This is his fourth year, and he's as fiery today as he was on the first day that he met Jesus. Thanks be to God. So I want to invite you to the School of the Holy Spirit, July 17th to the 23rd, 2022. And we will be preaching, teaching, singing, worshiping, and loving God and loving one another. Are you going to come? You might say, I've never been to anything like that. Well, get off, get off. Get off and just do it, because you'll never be uh, sorry for doing it. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.